0: All right. Brittany and Katie talking about all things body love (laughs) and not having an idea where we are, which is where I'm at right now in some ways, which yeah, just feeling like it's been cool to connect deeper with you on this work because I'm seeing this place where I have been all about the body and the gifts that she has and the the ways in which like coming really coming to realize the ways in which I have not connected with her throughout my whole life and in the last few years have just really started to feel like the energetic capacity of her and how she feels like this whole sort of um almost like this like like steam room, like this energy house that I didn't even know existed below the surface and have been really like feeling how she has so much wisdom to share, both in the way she moves when she's given permission, but also the messages she gives me when I like drop in to connect with her. And I've really like spoken a lot about that. And it's really, for me in the last few years, been like, oh my God, like women need to realize that The wisdom that she has is so much greater and more potent than anything that our like minds could could learn in many ways and just kind of feeling the irony of that right now because I'm at this place where I'm like oh there's some things about my body I really still don't know and like the the physical, like I'm learning more about the anatomy of it and how she actually like works on the inside. And sometimes I think my, I've been like, oh, that's just not my jam. And now I'm like, no, I think there's like way more there with that kind of intimacy that I need to learn. And so it feels very humbling because I'm like been all about the body and I'm like, okay, do I really just sit and touch and feel and like understand versus like always just it being about the movement and the energy and like you know so much about the physical body and I think that's really probably why for me and my path right now we're like deepening and in collaboration and all this cool stuff because I'm seeing the the piece that's like being reflected back at me at like, okay, if you're going to stand for this stuff, Katie, do you have actual deep, deep visceral knowing? And in, in some ways I have a visceral knowing of certain things, but like, I just feel like she has so much more to teach me. So that's where I'm kind of at.
1: I mean, I feel the exact same and yes, I do have a background in anatomy and physiology and I've studied this shit inside and out like there are tons of books behind me that yeah I've read almost all of them maybe a couple not but it's like the integration piece too that sometimes I'm like yeah it's all up in my head I know it I know it but do I know it do I know it do I feel it
0: mm-hmm.
1: and currently for me it's like I haven't been taking my temperatures
2: <laughs> mm-hmm
1: because my thermometer died. It's such a stupid thing, but I'm like, well, what happens if I don't have that that data? That strict kind of data. And can I feel where I'm at? Can I see where I'm at? Do I know where I'm at? And yeah, for sure. I'm like counting, still counting the days and still marking up when I'm bleeding and things like that. But then even from like the sexual perspective, it's like there's still There's still places in my body that I'm unaware of, and I haven't taken the time to love on her and spend that quality time to get to know her. And it's funny because I'm in a mastermind right now that's called Erotic and Holy with our mutual friend, Chelsea. And I'm like reminded over and over that every time I'm up in my head about things, anything, like about my life path, about business, about relationship stuff. It's like my womb is there to get to know and to have answers just flow to me and come to me. But for whatever reason, my ego is like, let's let's hang up here in the mind and let's hang up here in, in my thoughts and just figure it out, logically figure it out, work it out. It's like, no, no. No, no, we don't need to do it like that anymore. Like we can we can listen to her and like slow down. And it's funny because I preach that a lot, you know.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It's like it's the medicine. It's the medicine. And sometimes I find myself feeling really restricted and really um, resistant to doing it myself. Mm-hmm. But why?
0: I was just going to say, what do you think, what do you think that is when you think about the resistance of like, it's like, there's a certain level that we're like, yeah, we got it there. And then there's this deeper thing. What, what do you think the resistance to that is?
1: Well, I think it's just, it's more of like layers being shed and kind of letting go of certain ways of being. And when you let go of certain ways of being and you let go of how people, maybe other people will see you, you're going to lose people. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that feels scary. Yeah. Like I had a, a client in yesterday and she's been coming to me for pelvic floor things and hip pain, like SI pain kind of stuff. And, you know, she's a mom of three and I kind of, I was, I was being really inward with how I was like, reading this experience and reading this session. And um during that inwardness, I was like, ooh, I wonder if I kind of took it too far with the energetics and took it too far with like human design and with like, well, what is your body really trying to tell you? You know, instead of being like, well, this anatomically, blah, 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 blah. Like, you know, kind of staying with her in the just like purely physical, maybe side mm-hmm. of things, but I mean, she's she's tapped in in certain ways, and I I felt like oh maybe she would be receptive to this, but I feel like maybe parts of what I was sharing was just a little too much too soon, mm-hmm. and especially like instead of being in a more clinical space, you know, like the wellness center, and being in my home, which is it is more of a soft, touchy feely, slowy energetic space, like it's not. It's not a doctor's office, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's comfortable. Like I want it to be comfortable. Um, to be able to explore other avenues of your body, yourself, and I was like thinking about that, and I'm like, well, if she doesn't come back, then it's like bummer. But also, I can't, I can't be hiding what turns me on.
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and I think that that is where, like. Cause I've been coming up against that same thing where there's the place at which, and this is where I think the integration piece is there. Cause there's certain things that you like now feel in your body. And I'm feeling like, I just know that I can't abandon, right. It like, like for you to stick solely in the clinical medical realm of PT, like just feels it just feels wrong for your whole system now. It's like, you're moving into this other and have moved into this other place. And the same thing for me, where I think mine is more, a big thing is like, I think the response, it's like what I'm noticing is people who want to be like, fit. I mean, it's actually probably very similar to you, just showing up in a very different way in my work, but like people who want to be like fixed or saved or who follow me or come to me thinking I have the answers, those people, like through what I'm sharing now, like I had a woman who was really deeply considering working with me one-on-one, like she said on the phone, she was like, oh, I'm a yes. Um, but she crazy busy work schedule. Like she's got so much of her ego tied up in her life and identity that she couldn't even take the time to be, to feel into like saying yes, which was was interesting. And then about a month went by and she wrote me asking about whether or not I work with my teacher because she said some things that triggered her. And it was like immediately her judgment and projection of my teacher's opinions had her completely like, like in the conversation she unfollowed me on Instagram didn't say, Hey, I'm not interested. Just was like this projection and then a goodbye. And it was really interesting because it was like, at that point, I probably felt in in the past if that had happened. I would have been like, but what I really felt with her was like, wow, she wasn't actually here for me in my medicine. She was here for what she thought I could do for her and what, and she liked, like her ego liked some of the stuff that I was sharing that it was like, Ooh, this could be the thing. But when it came down to it, like she wasn't there for the, the deeper thing in me. And cause if you are like, you can have opinions about things you can get triggered, but there's a part, there's a piece of like my people are people who can like hold themselves in that and be like, hold on. What is it about that? Okay. I'm going to sit with that. Like there's this level of like responsibility. And if you don't have that, my work is also very like doesn't really work (laughs) so Mm -hmm. it was like the gate seems to be tighter for my work right now Mm -hmm. and I'm feeling that like it was like a very graceful exit where I I felt so good because I was like I I feel so strong in the things that she judged me for that I there was no doubt in like oh what if I am wrong or what if I have chosen this teacher what if people are going to say this thing it was like no that's all true so
1: you know, super, super interesting, because because this book, Unbound is just kind of It's everything I'm looking at now. Like I see it through the lens of unbound. and what is it like for a woman to really stand in her power, which isn't a controlling manipulative power, right? she's she describes it like, if you take the time to like know what your desire is and whether that's for you wanting to, you know, work through with people on whatever it is that they're trying to morph and alchemize or whatever, or maybe it's like that woman just wanting her ego satisfied, right? Like taking that time to really get specific about what that desire is and legitimatizing, is that a word? Legitimatizing it. Yeah. Like make it legit. So legit that it's like anchored in you. Like, this is really what you want to do. And then being able to make that ask or make that offer, present that offer. And it's like, as soon as you hear a no, because you're so anchored in what that is for you, whatever that truth is, the no is not like a no against you. Mm -hmm. It might be a no against the request or the offer or whatever it is, but because you're so strong in it, it doesn't shake you and it doesn't make you want to like swivel and change around and you know alter prices or alter like offerings at all Mm -hmm. um yeah I'm feeling that a lot especially because this this new thing that we're both diving into um the reveal retreat it feels like something completely new to the both of us Mm -hmm. not that it quote-unquote hasn't been done before I'm everyone does it in their own way and the cool thing about it is I think every woman has access to the medicine that we're offering but we're just going to be able to do it in our own style and with our own teachings behind it and with our energy behind it but um, you know it's it might turn some people off and I'm kind of like well if you're not ready for it if you're not ready to open to it that's okay. And we're here if you're if you are ready. Yeah,
0: because well, because I feel like there's an element of like holding the, it, it's like holding the integrity of our thing, whatever yes. thing is, and in, and allowing people to come meet us there or not, but not like like that is like so. I mean, it's it's hard for other people. It's hard for us, and it's like I think a lot of like when we're kind of run by our egos and and what we learn and see, it's like we can be pulled in all these directions and everyone's just kind of like, doing these little dances as opposed to like feeling like the tree of like Mm -hmm. the mother earth tree. And I am here with all of this stuff and I just feel loving and generous and anyone who wants this stuff is welcome to come. But if you are not ready for this tree's fruit, that is totally okay, but we don't need to grow another fruit for you. Cause there's someone else who will have, who has that fruit. And I think you kind of see it in the coaching industry. It's almost like these like baubles of trends that move. And one, I think that there's this, there's a bit of a floweriness. Sometimes I see in, in sort of the feminine embodiment work where there's like, it's like very like, ah, oh, yeah. And like, and, you know, like I was actually at a circle and it, this is going to be good because we haven't talked about like stuff, the specifics that are retreat, but like the energy of what I want to hold is like permission for the things to come up and be shared. That may not be deemed like necessarily nice or, or, or it loving and light. Like I was at a circle where this chick was just pissing me off so much. She wasn't <laughs> pissing me off so much. Like it was triggering my own judgment, just like, the amount that she was taking up space and all this stuff, my own shit.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And I think that there could have been some deep alchemy for both of us. Had I brought that forward in a responsible way to be like, this is what I'm noticing. But, but like the energy of the circle was not one that I just didn't feel like, Ugh. I was like, this is not, we're not, we're not doing that today. We're not going there. Mm. But I think there is these parts that like, when we can bring that deeper thing forward and be witnessed in it, it like, and like opens so much heart for everyone involved. Like there's like a a bravery that I think sometimes gets skirted around a lot in, in this world that I want to bring and hold space for like the the realness of it. Cause we have some real fucked up thoughts and Fears and shit. And it doesn't have to be dark and mucky, but it can be like said and let go. It can be like an opening to love, you know?
1: Mm-hmm. Yes. Funny because we just did a photo shoot. And I feel like what I was doing on my own was very, it was kind of that like fluffy, flowery, raw. But I feel like when we were shooting together, The essence of what that was was like, it doesn't need to be dirty and it doesn't need to be bad or scary or dark or, um, what's
2: the word? Heavy,
1: even though sometimes it is. Like, it's just, it just is. It just is. Mm -hmm. And so, part of what I love about what we're doing is like, it's not going to be love and light necessarily like there there will be love Mm -hmm. like anchored motherly love the holding the um the sharing that gets to happen like we're going to be looking at our vulvas together yeah and moving our bodies in ways that maybe if you're someone who like exercises a lot or does yoga a lot. Like that's how I am, right? Like I come from a background of dance and cheer where everything's like mm, mm, move move. Like it's <laughs> yeah. stiff, right? Yeah. And sometimes I still feel my body like locked up in that way. So it's just gonna be um a revealing, an unleashing and just sitting with who you are, what you are, what you have, even if you're bleeding, mm-hmm. even if you've got like for instance, irritation. Mm-hmm. around your perineum, like
2: any pain, lack of sensation.
0: yeah, because, like, oh, I have goosebumps just saying that because I think that's like that, and this is the other thing that I'm really coming to, having these realizations of just like how simple it is, right? Yeah. Like, like, you just put, you know, six, eight women checking out their vulvas together, that alone is transformational, right? Like there's, we, there's not a lot you have to do. It's the energy of what you hold and your willingness to open and be seen. And like the, the, the energy does the work. Mm -hmm. And that is like, it doesn't require a lot of extra. And like, as we, we were talking about, like the essence of reveal is like taking off the extra and just like being with that and how, and if we're not with that, We can't do that with ourselves or with others, other women. Like, that is such a representation of other stuff that we're hiding, right? That like we don't feel safe to bring to the world, to our partners, Mm -hmm. and it just it can bleed into everything. And there's this piece where it's like, I think the more we can reveal in these stages of like, whoa, I can just be this and be received, it's like then we get we can do that in bigger capacities in the world with our partners, with more people, and then it's like all the fucking fluff can also just like drop. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's a different kind of standing in your power. Mm
1: -hmm. Because going back to like body love, right? If you don't know her, you don't know what your body feels like to move in which way. And you, you don't know what your tissues feel like it's it's hard to love it if you don't know it
2: Mm -hmm.
0: totally because to me too and and I think this actually like I've been sitting a lot in the year last year and a half of like what really love is and how culturally I think we have a very distorted interpretation of that word it's got Mm -hmm. so much behind it that isn't to me what real love is like love to me is very it is the the just is it is the the truth, the seeing, the acceptance. It doesn't mean liking. It doesn't mean, it means like willing to be with. Like when you think, like if you think even about that romantically, it's like, yeah, there's also this feeling of like oh, love, but like to me at the deepest core, it's like I see the person in front of me and I accept and am with all of you regardless of the little pings of my mind and my judgments. And I don't, you know, like that is like love or like the love of a child or like, it's not always like coddling, whatever. It's like, it can be really fucking messy and gritty. And it's the same with our body. Like I have these breakouts on my butt that I've had for like, literally maybe a year, they kind of come and go, but and I know it's something internal because it's like I've done different things on the outside. I'm always exfoliating. Something internally is coming out there, mm. and it's a place that doesn't get seen much. Now that we're coming into summer, maybe more. But like I haven't, I don't I haven't had any partners and all this stuff. And it's funny because I notice that because other people, I don't have to face other people seeing that just yet. It's also allowing me to avoid being deeper with what's under there but I'm noticing there's there is this like I don't like it you know there is this like embarrassment or this grossness and so yesterday I was like why don't I just like stare at all the little bumps and pimples and just see it as this like landscape on me and like rub some stuff into it and just be like hi I don't need you to go I'm just gonna like be like all right you're here and just like feeling this like total different energy towards it and I feel like there's so many parts on our bodies as women that we're not willing to do that with or we haven't even thought to do that with and we're waiting for some like outside thing to either make us face it or to to show us that it's okay mm-hmm. You know?
1: yeah it's weird because I have two two different like minds two different voices in my head about like loving your body And you just posted about like, are you really listening to her or are you like trying to fix her? Right. Essentially. Mm -hmm.
0: Inspired by these pimples, by the way, that's what it was. Cause I was like, am I just going to be like, what do you want? So I can get rid of you or like,
1: can
0: I, can I just actually be with you without that maybe happening? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I'm, I'm noticing weight gain that, you know, it's happened before when I've gotten into relationships and, you know, we're coming up on two and a half years where I've been maybe not listening to my body and knowing that certain things don't sit well in me. And it also comes out through my skin um, more on the backs of my arms. And in, in that weight gain, it's like, I can see the little ripples. I can see the little bits of cellulite. And it makes me so uncomfortable, so uncomfortable. But I wonder if it's not just like what, it's not what the body looks like necessarily, but it's what it means underneath that. Mm-hmm. And for a while there, I was just feeling a little resentful towards James. And like, you're making me eat this stuff because you need to have protein or you need to have this. And like, you want to buy this because it's cheaper. Like, no, <laughs> It was making me so mad and it was, I mean, obviously that's like a version of crossing my own boundaries and violating that for myself, knowing that my body loves fresher foods, loves cooked vegetables, like doesn't need a lot of meat. Like I can get protein in other ways. It's fine. And um, then when it comes to exercise and movement, it's like I've fallen off of my yoga train because, yeah, I'm not teaching as often. I'm teaching only privately, nothing in studio, um, nothing publicly, even online. And um, I noticed that shift, too, like where my body just doesn't feel as strong, mm-hmm. but i I love it when she feels strong,
0: yeah, me too. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. It's like thinking about all the, I mean, it sucks to like look back at photos of yourself and be like, Wow, what was I doing then? Where I looked actually so good. Like, yeah, I was younger, and maybe my my schedule was a little different. Um, but it's like, what what was that girl doing for herself that I'm not doing now? Yeah.
0: Well, I think there's also this element. I, cause I I've hit the same very similar spot. Not with partnership, although thinking back to my last relationship, we would go through these phases. Like, we'd be like, like takeout and blah blah blah, and then for like few months we'd be like. Ooh, we feel gross. And then we'd both try and get on the exercise train and I would try and match. I did. And this is the thing I had no concept a of like my hormonal cycle and how that affected movement and energy. So it would be like, and it's interesting to think like with a partner, how much that affects our routine or the way we see things also, especially like for me who wasn't super grounded in what really worked for me. So I would always be slightly like comparing my my routine and stuff to him. And he was always able to like wake up at like five and then he would like do his da 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 da. And I'm like, I just don't want to. But is that because I'm lazy or not committed or and I didn't know like really what was going on. And so it's taken like me being alone to see my patterns and how what does work, but also where there is some like commitment missing.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But I think that it kind of, Like, I think there's a level in our younger years or maybe like in our like less awakened years where we can just put on an autopilot training program and do it.
1: Yeah. And now
0: we're like, we can't do that. But there's that element for me of like, okay, so I can't just like be like, I am just going to go work out four times a week. I'm going to do it, do it, do it. That just doesn't feel right to me. And now I'm like, okay, what does feel right? I've got to go deeper and try and figure out still how to be in service to the health of my body and my strength, but not just from this blanket. Like I know this works, so I'll do it.
1: (laughs) Right. Yeah. I think like the, the times that I was looking at was when I was first getting into cycle syncing and I was like religiously doing it and I had just gotten through a breakup. So I had all this free time to work on myself quote unquote, like whatever that means, or just like like,
0: that bod of like,
1: oh my God, it was revenge bod for sure. Like, that's how I landed James. (laughs) But no, it really, it was really just, I think I just committed to myself at that point. And yeah, now my commitments look different. And I I agree with you where it's like, you can't just say like, I'm going to work four times, work out four times a week. And that's just it. Like that's not how my schedule works right now and it's very much so on a day to day thing and then feeling into the day like what am i doing and you know time time is so of the essence and i think actually because of everything that happened with the pandemic and teachers moving and studios shutting down and changing policy and all this stuff it's like there's like a grief in my body maybe that i haven't yet processed about what what life was like back then with regards to community and movement and letting that be like my driver for the commitment to going, you know, I think I really crave a new yoga community that I, I haven't been as diligent about curating for myself,
0: Mm -hmm. which I just, as like you named it, the grief can hold us back in a sort of, if we don't feel it, we kind of get stuck in the old, what if world, but like being able to maybe actually like, that's so beautiful to feel that and go, Oh, I think there's like a grieving and letting go of that, that I have to do in order to create something new to have energy to go. I'm going to do that. Cause I want that.
1: Yeah. And it's like, I just, I thought I found a studio that I can go to and still be able to like hit up some other studios where like, I have teachers that I love now. Cause I'm actually like, I'm trying out the classes, and I'm seeing who I like and what times, and da da da. But the studio just changed its policy, so it's not taking class pass anymore. And I'm like, no, they want options. But um, yeah, it's it's really strange.
0: Will become so much more conscious. I think that's the thing. It's like it is more work and intentionality when we can't just like set and forget our life, you know, like I'll just go to the gym four times. I go to this class every Tuesday, every third. It's like, when that is no longer the thing, I think it calls us deeper. And I think that's what I'm noticing is like, I had such a rigid life when I was like an athlete in school and stuff that I kind of, when I started awakening also to how much my body did not respond to just this like rigid do, 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 and always I kind of like threw it all out the window. And I, I needed that to feel okay to know that like, Oh, like I went probably eight months without any working out and I didn't Mm -hmm. gain any weight. I mean, I probably gained five pounds. I don't know. Don't, I don't weigh myself anymore, but like, it didn't have this, like, I had to face the fear of like what had me so constricted and rigid to begin with and to be like, Oh, if I actually just drop in and listen to her, like, I don't, overeat the same way or have to like work out the same way but she's fine you know and then going okay she's fine now I'm like okay but I want to be stronger and there is like a different energy to why I want to work out and move and that's where I haven't hit my full groove of like feeling that devotion and commitment in the deeper way yet like I'm still finding that groove out of my like soft girl era, <laughs> which like, mm-hmm. we can still be soft, but like, there's a different way of like, you know, but also like, I want to be healthy. I want to have babies. I want to be a mother who can like, and we're getting older. Like the body does change. Like I'm really feeling, okay, there's gotta be like, it's not just gonna automatically be that way, you know, right. like it used to.
1: Right. Yeah. I think, especially, I mean, if the intention is to be strong, wild, going through transition of becoming a mom or just getting older and wanting to be active with your kids or even with your grandkids. Like that's, I think just like a beautiful motivator to keep caring for your body and loving for it. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I'm feeling, I'm feeling that too. Just like, okay, I'm, I'm done being like the, I guess it's not even just that I'm soft. It's like, I'm done not Saying yes to my body.
0: Mm. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Because something else is taking priority. Like I yeah.
0: Yeah. And I think like I was just telling you guys yesterday about um what I saw with like Carly's whole talk about like the umbilical cord and this woman who has been like working with the energy and physical nature of her umbilical cord for 90 days and is all of a sudden just receiving so much more money. Like that's really stuck with me because Can you imagine just spending five, 10 minutes every day, like (laughs) breathing and tapping in to a single part of your body and it could transform your relationship to money. It's so simple at because like our bodies hold so much energy yet, yet it's not easy. It's so simple, but it seems to be the thing that we just like to get that close with ourselves, it's confronting sometimes. Like I just had a client do her first vulva mapping with Carly and Mm -hmm. she had a lot of pain come up and she was like, fuck, I've never been with myself down there without the purpose of pleasure. And I'm feeling all this other crap and it is, it can be really confronting and I think we avoid it, but like, it's actually probably the most potent thing to change our whole lives around us
1: yeah yeah you know what I'm just registering in my body is like my okay so I'm like my posture hasn't really changed that much weight gains a little there right but over the last
2: maybe four to five months um
1: I've noticed this like bloat and it's not like my periods are any worse. Like they're not worse. They, there've been like a little bit of spotting before my bleed actually starts. And that's been just the past two months, which wasn't a thing for me prior. Um, but there's no pain. There's no, um, like no cramping, no clots, no, like none, none of that. But now I'm registering it as, like, oh, no, my womb's literally protruding itself out to be, like, pay attention to me. Yeah.
0: <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, she's, like, you can't ignore me anymore.
1: Yeah, she's literally, like, stretching herself out mm. to, like, be paid attention to.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, And, it, yeah, I guess it wouldn't be to, like... It's interesting that your client experienced pain when usually when she goes down there, it's mm-hmm. for the purpose of pleasure. And I've been in this conversation with myself and with um, clients too, like, what is this spectrum? Like, I feel like I read something out there that like pain actually isn't the on the opposite spectrum of
0: like right pleasure. Now,
1: yeah. Yeah, like they're so actually really tied together in a weird way.
0: Um, I feel like they're almost like, it's like a circle, like they're on the opposite spectrum, but then they touch at the- (laughs) Yes,
1: yeah, it's not a straight line. It's not a straight line.
0: Yeah.
1: I mean, otherwise, like why would people really enjoy impact play? Mm -hmm. Or like emotional torture, right? Emotional pain, like how that can be really- that deep longing is so good sometimes, right? So hot. It's so hot. It's yeah.
0: pulverizing. Just keep it just over here. I want it. I want it. Dude,
1: <laughs> <laughs> I had to shed off my jacket. Cause that yeah. was really hot. Yeah. yeah. It's
0: true. And, and like, makes me think too of that, I mean, of the posts too that I said about like, are you, you know, moving your body or with your body because you want to fix her because you actually love her. It's like the same with, and that's what I'm really working on with my pussy right now is like, can I be with her? Can I touch her without the goal of orgasm? Can I be with her without feeling necessarily turned on and just do it anyway? Because I notice when I feel my like Eros and my aliveness, I immediately want to go like use it Mm. and be like, all right. And now I'm like, okay, well, if I can't just like, I mean, it's just, you think about it like as a partner, it's like, if they just want to be with you to fuck you, that doesn't feel good. And it's like, oh, I'm only going to touch you when there's a certain level of turn on and I can get somewhere with you versus like, no, I'm going to touch you today for five minutes, just because I'm going to say hello. Mm-hmm. And like what that can do for just like, safety and opening and then pleasure becomes the automatic like I feel like it's just gonna open up myself for more pleasure but like that's not the point it's like the natural byproduct.
1: I was just gonna say that's the byproduct. Yeah. Yeah. I was curious because I know you're doing um like the clit stroking meditation. Mm. And you're just doing the same motion, same pressure for so- how long?
0: Yeah, so this is Sex Bomb that Perry Chase. It's like her modality that she created, inspired by orgasmic meditation. So if anyone's heard that, heard of that, it's basically a hers is a self practice, clit stroking guided meditation. So she OM is with partner. Yeah, OM is with partner. OM is with partner. So she um, she'll guide you. In the stroking as well as the themes. So there's different pressures, Shilkai. There's different because the idea is that like certain types of pressure or certain directions. So sometimes you're stroking up, sometimes you're stroking down, sometimes mm. you're stroking back and forth. They all create different types of energy or different energetic movement. And I'm at the place where like I can't always feel the difference, but some people like really feel the like energy change to go up, like stroking up is like bigger, expansive energy stroking down is more like grounding in. Whereas for me, like I, and I feel more pleasure going down and in, but she, but I would say the most people probably like orgasm in the up, but that Hmm. I think is like kind of like, it's, it still feels a little numb or like, I don't feel as much. And I think for me, like I've been really working on like increasing my level of sensation and ability to feel. Cause I think I numbed out from my uh, vibrator for many years. It was like jacking on it. I remember like I would the first or like the second vibrator I got when I first used it, it was so I was like, Oh my God, I can't do this. It's too much. And by the end it was like the only vibrator that worked. And I was like, huh. All yeah. right. There's something I'm training myself down here. And so I've ditched the vibrator. And so for me, like sex bomb has never resulted in orgasm for me. Sometimes it will for people, but it's only if it's a natural, like she never wants you to pump for it. It's like, if it just naturally comes, you do it. But yeah, so that one is definitely, it's not pleasure oriented. Um, and I'm trying to do that. My Like I'm, tr- I'm probably doing that right now on average twice a week. I'd like to be doing it more. Um, and that for, I would say is much more, it's like to heat up the energy of life force, like to awaken the pussy and Carly, who actually works with, or has worked with Perry is very much about like, that's one thing, but then being with the physical inside and touching is kind of like a totally, they're like separate things. So like, for me, I'm noticing, I'm like, okay, there's the energetic nature and then there's a the physical nature and I need to be exploring both.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I hear that 100% yeah. and it's funny because I am all
0: energetic I, but in different ways
1: right right I'm exploring um some like tantric principles
2: mm-hmm. um with partner mm-hmm.
1: not necessarily with myself although I need to do that mm-hmm. I want to do that
2: yeah.
1: <laughs> but yeah it's funny because like At least when it comes to orgasm, right now, my ever since I had this experience, and this was like over a year ago now, um, I used my vibrator with a wand internally, Mm -hmm. and that's all my body's craving now these days. Like, I can't get off without internal play. And I, whatever, I, I hate the phrase get off for some reason. I really don't like that.
0: Well, it, it it's coded, right? It's like, um, it it to me, there's like an it is the like, phew. yeah. It, it's it's got an energy of like dispel and be like the end goal, like get off,
1: Woo. Yeah, exactly. Like, that's the end of the ride. Yeah, and it doesn't yeah. have to be the end of the ride. Mm-hmm. Um, or like, yeah, the actual climax of the whole experience. Like I always say, everything about. Uh, a sexual experience can be pleasurable like and it should be Mm -hmm. you know ideally but yeah it's like I'm now feeling like oh my gosh there are these zones that I haven't yet explored and like what would happen if I just played with that zone and like started playing with titrating and taking away or like even layering on different kinds of orgasms to awaken these potentially numbed out spots or just like dormant Mm -hmm. they've been dormant you know um and it's funny because even in my professional work it's like I'm so curious about like anal healing anal play Mm -hmm. and like (laughs) in so many facets of it like why are so many people constipated and yeah for for women like we can access around the pelvic floor vaginally and there's so many things there right like the posterior part of the pelvic floor has way more dense musculature than like the anterior part meaning like the stuff around your tailbone which is all close to your glutes and your rectum and everything like that's so much more dense than what's by your pubic bone um, and in between your sits bones right Mm. so there's like there's the propensity to be tighter there, especially when we do a lot of glute work and we're always doing our squats and our lunges and those are great. Mm -hmm. But if you're having like difficulty pooping (laughs) or, or you feel like you're legit and I don't know, like just a tight ass, Mm -hmm. right. You're so wound up. You have a lot of anxiety. Like, Oh, what if you just like, and and work into that tissue and feel that out. And for me in my latest, um, I was having sex with James, but I ended up finishing (laughs) another phrase. I don't really love, but (laughs) (laughs) wow. It's so encoded. Isn't it
0: crazy? How just like, (laughs) yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. So like I was self-pleasuring and I was using the vibrator and I was using my fingers this time, not a wand, um, around like my perineal sponge, which if you're familiar with the perineum, it's that like whatever quote unquote taint gooch.
0: I just learned that we had a perineal sponge literally Sunday. Didn't even know that. Which
1: that's so crazy because that's all in um woman's anatomy of arousal. It's one of the five like big erectile tissues. And it's it's just like beyond the surface of the skin. You know what I mean? So I was just touching right at the base of the vagina, but a little like down and it it was like so pleasurable and I didn't need like internal like cervical g-spot I didn't need that like it was just like feeling almost like from top to almost bottom you know like that felt so cool and I feel like if at the same time I could have something vaginally that would have been explosive but yeah, it was really, really interesting to feel that about myself. And this is part of the body knowing and the body loving.
0: And yeah. And like, like, it's like, when I feel like, cause like, I just figured that learned that we really had that in Carly's thing where I, we felt around the clock right inside. And I could feel the sponge inside and I'm like, all right, I'm 34. And that, and like, you just had your first orgasm from like arouse that arousal at 33. And it's like, (laughs) God, there's just so fucking much. And how is any dude supposed to know to go? And this is the other thing comes, I think back to this like desire expression and also being responsible for our desire is like women don't, like we're tired of teaching men how to touch us. And I'm like, well, sorry, but like that is how they will learn. And so I really think about like, there was actually quite a block in my last relationship because there were things that he didn't know how to do for me or didn't know how to touch me, but I didn't know how to touch me either. And it it was this very like, it was a hard spot to be in because. We both acknowledge, like, I didn't put it on him, but of course he's going to have his own internal stuff around like masculine proving and wanting to do the, do it well and do it right and failure and all that stuff. So he's going to have that regardless. And then I'm having my, like, trying not like not resentful, but also like not knowing how to necessarily guide him and realizing like, fuck, I have to do a lot more work with myself. And I wasn't really... I was scared to do it. Honestly. I remember having this writing this journal journal prompt around it being like, what is my resistance to like truly taking responsibility and ownership of my sexual power. And it was, I remember like working it down being like, I think where it ended was if I don't need him for that, will I want him? And it was like, this fear yeah of like like I was keeping myself dependent on him to satisfy my this thing because for some reason my mind made up this like if I'm a fully sexually empowered woman who doesn't need anything it opens me up to truly I only will have what I desire and if you don't know what you desire then it's like it was like so it was like I'm going to I was so overwhelming. It was like I don't even know versus like anytime I met those parts of not needing him. I would always want him, but it was just interesting how the mind felt very terrified by this like unknown. And I was like, "Oh my god." And also being like because it's like if I knew what I wanted and desired, then I could hold him in the place of him learning how to be with that from like not a place of shame because we're so intricate and it was like wow but we couldn't get past that point and it really like we stopped having sex it just kind of became this like because it was like a stalemate and I think about us as women and now I'm like I can just feel it's like I have so much responsibility and how I am with my body and I haven't had another partner since and I know I'm like Katie you better fucking get to it Like, stop avoiding the places you want to avoid because you want to have some good sex. Like, you got to be willing to, and like, yeah, you want a man who also has like probably had some experience, but he's got to be willing to learn. And that's enough, you know? Just like, that's enough.
1: Yeah, it's so many things. Okay, so there's this fantasy that someone will come along and just like ravish us and unlock us and find these places that we have no... Idea existed and it rarely happens, I think, Mm -hmm. unless you're truly open to that. And but
0: yeah, that rarely happens. And I think if that does happen, then he the power he becomes the source of power or pleasure. It's like he opened me up. And unless until you then claim that back, that's this like daddy, like, oh yeah, right. Oh, yes.
1: No, you're giving you're giving your power away to that lover who apparently has the codes to really mm-hmm. um, to unleash that within you. Whereas it's like, no, no, no. You have that orgasmic capacity and ability and you can have that with another partner. Like you can have that with multiple people. You can have that with yourself. You should have it with yourself. So Kimberly Ann Johnson always said, like, how can you how can you give away codes to your pleasure when you don't even know them yourself. And so that should be like, okay, step one, feeling into yourself and finding yourself. Like, that's why I think self um, pleasure or masturbation or solo play is so important. And to not be shamed at that at a young age, I think is, that would be a gift, right? Mm-hmm. Um, You know, it's not a weird thing i think it's the most empowering thing and yeah it can be a little uncomfortable when you know that your child or something like that is doing their thing and you know you don't want to stand in their way but you're like should we be talking about it like for when you you know start um interacting with other people about it but anyways um i was thinking about like the independent woman which is like the warrior woman archetype who. Yeah, doesn't need a man. Like she's got it all figured out. She pays her own bills. Neo saying about it, (laughs) Miss Independent. And there are great aspects to that. And we've made great strides as women in all these different waves of feminism to rise to the top of major companies and up the corporate ladder or owning our own businesses and, you know, just making our impact. But what I've learned recently, thanks to you, is like, you can have it all figured out and you can still remain softened and feminine and not so prickly because Mm -hmm. when you get angry or when you're like, (laughs) I loved it when you phrased it to me because I had a total breakdown, right? Um, Like, how is someone supposed to hold you when you're so prickly? You're like a prickly porcupine and you're cute and everything and you are lovable but it's really hard to hold you when your quills are out.
0: Yeah, especially when you're like, "Hold me." at the yeah. like that's all you want. Right? You're like, "I just want to be held." Yeah. <laughs> it's like uh-huh. like yeah. claws out. Yeah. Just-
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But that is
0: such an arc that is such a place that like I think every woman finds themselves in and it, it's like, "Oh fuck. We're actually pushing away the thing that we want the most because of some all these other stories that have like filtered in you know well, when you were saying
1: you're asking yourself right what was what's the resistance to mean not owning my sexual power and I kind of took that also I was like wow what what is I mean that can go for so many things like what's the resistance to not owning how you make money
2: Or like, whether you want to be a mom
0: or not. Yeah. Because options, choice means responsibility. I think that's a big piece. The more options we have, the more responsibility we have. Because we have to choose. As opposed to we just take what we're given. Yeah. It can actually feel like for me, I've noticed there's a big, like, there's a big fear of responsibility in many ways of like, it's just easier to be locked in. And here, then if I actually had full access to in any of these realms, like I would have to then choose from a place of desire, what I wanted to do, whether I wanted to be a mom, what man I wanted to be with, how I wanted to make my money. And, and I can't default. There's no escape. There's no back door anymore. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, there's no, there's nothing I can say. Oh, well, that's their fault. <laughs> it's like-
1: Totally. And to play yeah. devil's advocate, right? It's like, well, at that point, you have all these options, you have all these choices and it is your responsibility to choose. But the perfectionist, I think that lives in a lot of these independent women, myself included, you know, I'm not perfect, but it is the perfectionist thing. Like, what if I fuck up? What if I choose wrong? Mm-hmm. I fear, I deeply fear that sometimes. hmm And so by not choosing, by not taking that power, not taking authority, then I'm not fucking up. I don't have the chance to. But then you risk everything that
2: you want. You risk that.
0: Yeah. And And in the fucking up, which I'm learning a lot, is where we become the woman to hold and have all of the things that we want. It's not like like we are going to fuck up. (laughs) We're going to stumble. But that's like, that is the... Humble path of true sovereignty. I think
2: it's all medicine. Yeah. Hmm.
1: So, in light of that, like the, I don't, I don't actually have the fear of fucking up this retreat. <laughs>
0: Me neither. Because <laughs> I think there's a there's a deep trust in just um the medicine
1: yeah and I think with like okay so surrender has been the word that was brought back to my attention need to keep surrendering keep surrendering um I feel like I'm I'm surrendering into the essence of what what this can be for people and it is just like what we said earlier a simple no real full-on agenda like yeah we have stuff that we can do and we will do, but Mm -hmm. you might not be coming for what we're doing. Like you're coming for being and connecting and not just with yourself, but with other women that are on this type of work. And it's accessing this more powerful version of yourself that might happen to be softer, Mm
2: -hmm.
1: might, might end up being yeah, I guess softer is just the word I'm feeling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, like
0: there's and there's I'm feeling there's like a there's a softness that's not like a collapse, because I think sometimes people yes. feel the softness is the like collapsed damsel. Yeah, but there's a softness of like kind of the erect spine, but like everything else just drops off it.
1: <laughs> exactly. Like yeah. I when I work with people, it's so it's so prevalent and they're like patterns right in their bodies Mm -hmm. from jaw tightness to upper trap tightness shoulders like are just rigid maybe even the shoulders are rounded from either having fed babies or cuddling babies or just your heart's been broken or you're scared to show your heart to then that like tailbone curling under pelvic floor tight it's just not like do you feel that? Like it's almost like a scared animal. And through I think what we're gonna be doing, we can like hold hold that person, hold that energy, and let her just dissolve into like Yeah. That. Oh yeah, she dissolves not into a puddle. Right. Right. <laughs> it's like it dissolves and it's like the smoke and mirrors are gone and she's alive
0: yeah it's like just this like i love it oh okay, uh, okay. Uh, I mean, this uh, is a good place to we just tie that all together so beautifully I oh this so. is a, and i love the direction that all of this went what a Me cool, too. like there's a lot in here
1: there is a lot a lot of good medicine yeah i hope people decide if you're listening to this i hope you decide to check out our retreat. Yeah, is gonna <laughs> our be little if you're in
0: the San Diego area or surrounding, mm-hmm. I mean, you come from wherever, but yeah, it's, it's on June 3rd. And if you're listening to this after, maybe there'll be more and maybe also just say hello to us because there's a lot more of this, where this came from. So thank you for being with us for this little journey of listening,
2: this little chat.
0: Thanks yeah, for being here. Beauty